You're listening to the Free Your Mind podcast. Join Moya and Kumo every other Wednesday as they share their unfiltered views and debate on topics with guests from issues making the headlines to topics generating buzz in the group chats. Make sure to share the episode with a friend and rate us if you enjoyed it. Why don't you give us a follow on Twitter at GCR Free Your Mind? And of course, you can listen to all our episodes on our website, listen to GCR.com. Just go to shows and you will find Free Your Mind and everything related on there. The next episode starts now. Hi guys, um, welcome to GCS. My energy is down. Let's take this again. Hi guys. Charlie, the fufu is working. The fufu is working. The fufu is working, yeah. Okay, alright, 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 alright. She sells, she sells, and she sells, she sells, she sells. Alright, okay, okay, let's go. Yeah. Hi guys, um, welcome to another episode of Free Your Mind. Um, I'm your host, Komo. Um, Maya is on break for a while because she's preparing for law exams, and you know how difficult that is, so she needs time to do that. She'll be off for like one or two episodes, but Hopefully, um, she'll be back again. Good luck to you, Maya. Um, but today, I'm in the studio with a, a guest. Um, I'll let her introduce herself to the listeners. So, yeah. Hi, Komo. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone Welcome. listening. And I hope that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Karen, but most people know me as uh, Okundayo Online. Um how should I even introduce myself to you guys? I'm just fun, preppy. I like to take a look at the interesting side of issues. Um, professionally, I work in marketing and operations. On my own, I do some consulting. So, I mean, if any of you all need something like that for your company, holla. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is my first podcast ever. So, yeah. thank you for helping me take something off my bucket list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for, thanks for, um, Honoring my invitation on such a short notice. I'm actually very grateful. I didn't know it was on your bucket list, but hey, <laughs> um, I guess it's a good thing for all of us. Dreams do. Yeah. yeah. GSA dreams do come true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, okay, yeah, yeah, true. Dreams do come true, right? Probably. Maybe you can even use this to zoom into like a whole podcast career, I guess. I know, right? I know. I should look into that. I, I would like yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to GCR. We are here for you. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, guys, you can go to listen to gcr.com, a very nice website where you can listen to all our podcasts. Um, we have a lot of podcasts on a lot of issues. So, yeah, zoom in there and check out something that suits your taste. Yeah. So, let's do a little icebreaker before we get into the episode. Um, Karen. So, which one are you going to choose? A hundred thousand dollars or a hundred loyal friends? Hmm. On one hand, a hundred thousand dollars is a good amount of money because I can invest it into stuff. And sometimes to nip your bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> but then again, a hundred loyal friends. Like, if I can honestly trust their loyalty, I think what they can give me is. Probably much more than a hundred thousand because there's things like opportunities I can probably get through them. Uh, maybe they can even give me the hundred thousand exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
yeah and there's all those intangible things like friendship and stuff yeah oh, okay. but it's also nice i'll go for the 100 friends wow okay all right okay so um karen has proved to us that she is a people's person and she would go for a hundred loyal friends all right let's get into the what they happen segment so um, over the past few weeks um there's been a whole lot of issues on some muslim students that were um banned from fasting in uh, wesley girls high school for our listeners who don't know uh, wesley girls high school it says it's a second cycle institution if i'm right right the second cycle institution in ghana um and it's an all-girls school so recently um they had some almost 21 muslims that were not allowed to fast during the ramadan season um some i think one of the parents came for their kid and then it became um, a whole news bearing on the fact that some months prior as we have discussed in our podcast there was um, a rastafarian issue where some rastafarians were not also allowed to um get into achimota um based on this i had a conversation with um Kes from the other room podcast because she's an old student of that school to sample her views and experiences in that school so um let's listen to what she had to say um so Kes, tell tell me about your experience in gay yeah wesley girls high school the best school in the world so <laughs> there was there was too much pressure too much pressure in that school unnecessary pressure really you can't you can't just live your life like even as a form one girl like your whole time is spent chasing running after water working doing something for a senior or other i mean i know other schools have it but i don't know ours is just so stressful and also because you can't really do much i wouldn't say i had a good experience in that school and i've kind of kind of blocked it from my memory in a sense yeah i don't people i meet friends and they ask me or they they bring up something that happened and i'm just like oh yeah i don't remember it because i really just blocked that time from that school but yeah. yeah um it was more or less like a prison for me it was more or less like a prison yeah you, you don't have the freedom to do anything i understand that we are under the care of the housemasters and the teachers and everyone else but then it's it's just too much it's it's too bad really um my next question is, um, did you witness any form of religious like intolerance when you were there? <laughs> yes, but at that time, it was normal. Very, yeah, We didn't even see anything wrong with it. So we, I had two Muslims in my classroom, and they were basically like Christians. We, would, we used to take turns in leading morning devotion, closing prayers, prep prayers, everything. And they were doing it just like us. And I mean, I don't know how I feel about having a Muslim pray to... Okay, well, I guess I'm not. I'm okay with this, but it's like we are assuming that they are praying to Jesus Christ yeah. for all of us. But I mean, as they are praying, they don't say Jesus Christ or they don't. They just say, I think sometimes they say God, but then they just kind of pray a very generic prayer. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so like lead us through the day and keep us safe, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like, who exactly are you praying to? But I mean, for us, we didn't really, like I said, it was very normal. So we didn't really see much about um, anything wrong with it. But what I know is um, during services, like church service, um, morning devotion and stuff in the chapel with the chaplain and the headmistress and some of the teachers leading and stuff like that, they're always condemning Muslims, they're always condemning islam it's it, the whole um religion islamic religion really it was it was always you are a christian or you die type of thing and even that even within christianity it's only it's selective so it's the orthodox churches and then maybe a few um of the charismatic because like they even talk down um latter-day saints like jehovah's witness you know stuff like that it's like you you can't even you can't just you can't even even within Christianity you can't win. So it's like yeah, there's always and the Muslims are bad and this and that and that and I mean those those are the times they they are able to really manipulate you. So a lot of people had that. I yeah, they always say don't pass through Wesley girls, let Wesley girls pass through you or something like that. <laughs> and I always I always say I did a different the the opposite because really I the way people were able to be manipulated and stuff like that i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't allow that to happen to me thankfully but yeah. yeah it's like i said it's normal but at the same time it was bad this is what i want to find out was it stated in a rule book that everybody had to practice christianity like i'm i'm sure you not really exactly remember because it's been years now fair point yeah. but i think that the the information that's really going on is that like the parents sign an undertaking, and in that undertaking, like you have to follow the, like you have to be a Christian, whether you are a Muslim or something. I, um, to be fair, that's right to some extent. We did, um, every student comes in and signs a bond, and then it indicates that this is a Christian school, and you would have to, wow. you know, kind of, I guess, adhere to the Christian rules and stuff like that. And basically, they they say there's only one rule in the school. A breach of common sense is a breach of school rules. And that's what I remember vividly from that. But then it does, so again, it does talk about you're, you're welcome to like a Christian school and stuff like that, you know, and then okay. you sign to it. So every every student signs some sort of bond. So they sort of set their common sense for you because common sense is <laughs> exactly. really a very broad thing. So exactly. Like, yeah. Because if, yes, if you are speaking this sense, under it, really. true. Because if you are speaking in this sense, then it's common sense to let somebody practice their religion because that's what mm-hmm. they are used to. The teenager didn't all of a sudden start fasting in your school. She has been, yeah, fasting, she's been fasting for God knows how long. So it's common sense to let her fast. A breach of common sense, a breach of school. That's interesting. That's like a prison camp. Like some people. <laughs> Challenge. Yeah. Like you have a prison guard and all of that. Wow. Okay, so a breach of common sense common is a breach of school. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> the last question before we end this. Why do you think a lot of people are very indifferent? Especially like our age groups, probably millennials and Gen Zs are very indifferent about gay as a school. As an alma mater. I think it's really because of the experiences that we went through. Gay on paper is perfect. Like... I would say I went to Gehe only because it has some prestige to it, you know. But apart from that, when I'm talking, to, it depends on who I'm talking to. When I'm talking to peers and stuff, I don't really like to bring up, oh, I went to Gehe because 
as soon as they already judged because so so there's just so much that goes on let me tell you you walk into the school with your trunk and chop box they assign you to a senior who goes through your stuff and make sure that you didn't bring in um, unwanted items so that's some type of clothing so like what i'm wearing now tank tops you can't have that it has to be fully covered um skirts be below your knee or longer you know not really too tight fitting clothes and stuff like that so like i don't know it's just from the day you enter it's just something else you have to eat everything i don't like porridge and those things but i had to eat it by fourth okay um you know like you're always so, working sorry for making you <laughs> <laughs> these, um, that's fine um, <laughs> i wake up but... you don't have water to bath but you have to get, fetch water for teachers and it's like from one you have like five minutes to do all these things and yes i don't have water to bath i have to somehow find water to fill the teacher's barrel or whatever and then also at the same time get water enough, enough water for myself to bath and be out even before everyone else is out but everyone else showers and takes their time and does everything before we do like it's crazy like it just doesn't make sense really i honestly gay wasn't my first choice it wasn't my choice it was my parents choice and yeah there's, there's to, always but... that i mean <laughs> Charlene, you know i don't even want us to get into the the way uh, we allow teenagers to choose their life path in ghana but yeah um thanks for having this conversation um i'm also sorry <laughs> for you. letting you recount <laughs> Um, your your memories you are logged up in a chest for a very long time for anybody listening to this trigger warning <laughs> and we are back so all of you heard what Kes had to say on that recording I had with her but before I get into um, the discussion Karen what secondary school did you go to hmm. well I went to Wesley Girls High School as well. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I actually did my research on you, but I think that is the part that I didn't get. So, yeah, um, I guess that you also give more flesh to what Kes has already said on the episode. Um, on the, on the, on the, how do you call it? On the um, interview. Karen, um, what are your submissions about the audio we just listened to? Um, so, yeah, like, Kes didn't say anything that I haven't also seen and experienced in the school. Um, everything from the rigidity of schedule, which, I mean, it has its pros and cons, uh, to, in fact, yes, the, now that I'm looking back, I will call it religious discrimination, <laughs> um, that took place. Like, there was a whole lot that... <laughs> I have mixed feelings. I think everybody, no, not everybody, but most people would have mixed feelings about their SS experience because there was a good side mm-hmm. that you liked, like entertainment True. and friends and all of that. But then there was other sides where, um, well, where kids, so maybe, maybe you won't complain them, but now that you're an adult, you're looking back and you're like, I don't think this was something that was good. When you were talking, you spoke about uh, religious issues. Can you like pinpoint on some of the um, religious incidents that you faced uh, or you witnessed while whilst you were there. Christianity is the dominant religion in Ghana, right? And so, if you're like maybe born Christian and stuff like that, you, you kind of just take it for granted. Um, but 
with people who have other religions, like maybe they're Muslim or even within like the Christian domicile, there's like different dominations, denominations, sorry, like maybe Latter-day Saints and all of that. Like they're actually quite pushed to the edge, like per the experience you'd have in the school. Because I understand, yes, it's a Methodist school, as they will tell you, but um, like you're supposed to go according to methodist practices as well in terms of you have to go to church you have to have a hymn book you have to pray to jesus and all of that and um it, it, I, maybe for a christian if you're a christian you don't see anything wrong with that but then if you're a muslim you're you're pushed to the sidelines because how would you feel if you were forced to pray to allah or forced to like pour libation or something like that so that to me was discrimination that was going on um kes said something in her video she said that uh, i mean sorry her audio she said even in christianity couldn't win and that hit me because like she was right like even um within christianity like certain other denominations weren't necessarily like like you, they could get looked down on like oh this one their tenets didn't really match it's like oh then that's bad these people like People who don't follow these signs of this one will go to hell. To the person preaching, they are just preaching what they believe. But then, like, if you stand outside of that and look, nah, nah, that wasn't good. All right. So, um, now you are done with school. Um, you've gone to um, the tertiary institution. Or you have grown as an individual. Do you think that looking back um, on some of these practices that, should we base religion, religious activities as an integral part of this secondary school curriculum? The only reason you should integrate anything that has to do with spirituality with education is if you're studying it, like as your course or something. Not in terms of personal practice. I don't see how those two should come together at this point in time. I, I, I you are coming to school to learn right and this is something that's going to go towards um maybe you having like a stable career or like a job or something like that that's where the educational line usually tells you to um it's not like you're studying to become like a pastor or something sorry but i don't i don't see why they're trying like people want it so hard to link the two together they they don't there's no relation at this point of time for the goal you have I think I, I guess that all all that we've discussed just points down to um, religious fundamentalism. For me, I'm not so much of a religious person. I think that um, how I see life as being uh, more of just be a good person and and be morally upright and do what you deem good to yourself and your neighbors. But um, exactly. yeah, yeah. But as I said earlier, I think that so far as our core our core in its nature likes to be very religious it will be kind of hard to get rid of this hopefully the ministry of education um, is able to look through these issues very critically and come out with like a good example because it looks as if from the beginning of the year our laws that we've had have been um have, have been tested they've gone through them though and they've come out very woefully or poorly which kind of proves that um they have to they have to be changed or they have to be fine-tuned but yeah finally i know you are not an education person but uh, we cannot dis- discuss <laughs> courses we cannot discuss courses of issues without discussing um possible solutions what do you think can be done to solve these kind of issues um 
like what we saw in Achimota, what we saw in Gay. What do you think can be done to like mitigate these kind of issues so that like you don't see them happening a lot more? Um. Well, first of all, uh, um, I think we have to start looking at um the kinds of rules we put together for schools in terms of how does this affect our main mandate? Like with the Achimota thing like this, allowing people to keep their hair, pay their religion, how does this affect your main mandate of educating the students? Some people have this issue that, oh, if you, allow, if you change rules or if you allow one thing, you're going to open the floodgates for chaos. That's, that's quite uh, extreme. That's preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, like, the fact that you allow one thing doesn't mean that everything is allowed. Of course, we have balance in things. We do things in moderation. Yeah. Like, as I said earlier, you look and see, like, how is this going to affect the main mandate? Is it going to open the door for maybe more negative things to happen than positive or vice versa? Like, you analyze those things. With the fasting issue, for example, it's not like there isn't a solution in terms of the fact that the muslim calendar has allowances for you to know when the fasting is going to be done um how many days all of that we know it's a routine thing that's done so preparation can be made for it i understand that um in uh, our school we it's needed for every girl to eat because you don't want to leave them and then like they're hungry they're getting sick they're fainting all of those things these are kids under your care you don't want to leave them to just do whatever and then parents have left them to you and then you do something something happens to their kid i understand that but you can make allowances for a scheduled fast like this and you know they're not going to fast the entire day there's like starting times and ending times ensure that there's food in the dining hall for them when they finish like this is something that you can manage you can have some structure around so it's not like there's no allowance um rules have been rules because like there was a context for it The school has been a missionary school because missionaries brought it in. And uh, the missionary stuff was very tied to the governance that was happening at the time. But we moved past that. We are not even under colonial rule anymore. So (laughs) things have to change as well. Makes sense. Media always say that, um, as you said earlier, I agree with you on the part that we have to fundamentalize the rules that applies to secondary school so that we have a basic rule for all secondary schools. Not every school trying to find to their the rules to shoot them because sometimes you realize that mm-hmm. some of these rules come from the head of those institutions. So you will find like like let me give a practical example. Like for us in Accra Academy, we at at some point we had like I had people who I know on Twitter right now who were like imams in our schools and we had like mocks for them to pray and do all of that and yeah we had we had an imam in our school i'm not going to mention his name but he's somebody that you know um (laughs) we had like a place for them um to pray and all of that and you could you you you'd be shocked that you go to the another school and that is not allowed and that's because it's coming from probably the top or the headmasters Um, we were lucky that our headmasters were very liberal people. In other schools, probably the headmaster or headmistress is a very conservative person. So then it becomes very difficult to do some of these things. So then if you have like a fundamental rule, then those rules would not be fine-tuned to suit the special agendas of these um, headmasters and headmistress. Because as you said, like how difficult is it, yeah, how difficult is it to 
leave um, food for somebody to come and eat after five. Like it's just for a month. You get it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully, um, if anybody who works at Ministry of Education listen to this, talk to Doctor Edutrim. I know he's a very smart man to solve this thing once and for all. The churches then they figure too much. But you two, you know they even contribute <laughs> money to the school. Let's get to the next tweet of the week. Let's let's go into the tweet of the week. And this tweet is from an account uh, called Ozi. Um, Ozi Yetomi. I hope I didn't mess up your name. but um, And she says, <laughs> LMAO, I remember when I first moved back and I was seeing this guy. I was driving to hang with him and suddenly my car stops. I kind of just started driving, so I was nervous. I was close to him, so I texted him saying my car had stopped. And he replied saying, oh, wow. And that was it. <laughs> I'm still going to laugh at this tweet like the first time I read it. Karen, comments. Oh, see, this is the kind of thing where after you write, oh, wow, and I'm sending a paragraph or paragraphs. Because this is oh wow. And, like if you if you continue the thread and she talks about how like ah he didn't help, he didn't say anything, he didn't offer like nothing. And later he's like, Are you still coming? And she left. It's good she left. Because <laughs> why 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 don't you why aren't you showing any care or any effort or initiative or like <laughs> but but here's my question though. Here's my question though. Um, do you think that men by behavior are one of the two, or it's really just a circumstantial issue? Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying in terms of like maybe circumstance, so he couldn't do anything. Yeah. But if if you think about it, you know, I'm I'm inclined to side with her in that even if maybe you can't do something in the circumstance, can you show that you care? Or maybe you, you've, like, can you tell me something I can get done? Can you connect me to someone? Or can you even ask, am I okay? Or, like, there's a consideration side of it. We don't expect you to necessarily fix the issue, right? But we need to see some care, consideration, or oh, okay. effort, or action. So, so, so for you, so for you would, would, so for you would moral support have helped? Oh, Maybe I can't. I I might call you an Uber. I mean, like if I was a guy, I think I could call the girl an Uber or I don't know. Say I have this mechanic who can call me. If I was a girl and the guy said, "Oh wow, just as this one did, I am also leaving." Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Me me, I believe that the oh wow is circumstantial because the only factor between somebody being an oh wow person and um, let me sort that out is money, basically. Really because well. the way the woman was describing the thing, that means that this is somebody he knew for a while. Like they've been getting on. But also also like the guy to you know try. He didn't try. Like yeah. ah because I'm assuming that the girl is coming to the house for the jukes. Even if they are not even coming to <laughs> have sex, at least there would be some level of like intimacy. You develop like like yeah. any any kind of intimacy that would try and do at least it will be a fun time. So if somebody's coming to your house for a fun time, 
and the person's car has broken down. Like, meet the person halfway, unless he, he didn't want to see the girl. Yeah, but you know what's wild? Probably, probably, maybe he was having another girl too there, so like. <laughs> Take your mind foul, you see. So the nigga was up to something. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I'm I'm sure probably was having an argument out there too. That's why he didn't um, he did, he, he said oh wow. Because like Charlie me I would have just come to meet you halfway and called my mechanic to come and help you yeah, fix exactly. the issue. That's what I was saying circumstantial because probably it could also be that I didn't have money to call a mechanic. Or if he called a mechanic, the girl would have expected him to pay. And maybe he didn't have money. And he know how to tell the girl that he doesn't have money. But the thing is, you can't assume that they are coming for your money, you know. Like, so because of that, you are about to start ghosting. Like, hey, how traumatized are you about this? <laughs> like, no. If somebody wow. says, oh, this is the issue. Because I'm coming to meet you, this is the issue. You know, you are like, mm, they are coming for my money. Let me run away. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, just show that. Because <laughs> today, maybe it's all while on you're coming tomorrow is oh wow on another issue that's a bigger issue like he just detached look this small red flag <laughs> Chale, red flag <laughs> no be small red flag <laughs> Chale, 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 Chale. no be small red flag uh but yeah that was our tweet for the week um before we go um karen can you plug yourself for yeah. the people um, Okay, me, I'm usually online on social, especially like my Twitter and probably Snap. And so anything I'm ever doing, if it's like work related, for example, consultancy, or if um, somebody passes jobs through me and I'm looking for someone, because I do that too sometimes, um, just follow me on my Twitter, actually. Okay, U-N-D-A-Y-O-R. Um, anything I'm up to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So actually, you you guys can follow me on my Twitter, all my all my socials actually. Um, okay, U N D A Y O R. So I, I'm up to different things at different times. Uh, sometimes I'm doing consulting, so you can hit me up <laughs> if you need any like marketing or operations assistance. Um, sometimes I put out jobs that people want filled so you can follow me if there's any other updates on anything i'm doing yep okay all right all right so yeah um karen aka okundayo i love the name <laughs> so much yeah charlie thanks for honoring my invitation again um it's been a great episode thank you for having me thanks to everybody for listening and we will catch you on the next episode Bye-bye to our listeners. Bye, guys. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com. I go go self go. Who be you go where you ask? Again, again, man, blue. I'm here to last, not to carry last.